All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian. And today's podcast is going to be about demons and politicians. Why demons and politicians, you ask? Well, demons are scary. And sometimes, politicians are evil. Hope you got your cup. Let's go. All right, so let's just jump right in. So a demon, what is a demon? Well, the textbook definition straight from Wikipedia would be a demon is a supernatural being typically associated with evil, prevalent historically in religion, occultism, literature, fiction, mythology, and folklore, as well as in media such as comics, video games, movies, anime, and television series. But as most of us know, depending on which religious faith you have or movies you watch, horror films you watch, demons comes in demons come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Sometimes they could come as the form of an animal, sometimes they could come in the form as a person, sometimes they could be a spirit, sometimes they could be an entity, sometimes they can possess something like you might have seen in a movie called The Exorcist or a movie like Rosemary's Baby or something like that where they talk about the Antichrist coming back and destroying the, the earth. So people put different labels on what they consider to be a demon or an evil force, an evil spirit. Uh, there's a lot of great horror movies, and we're talking about demons. I mean, it's in the theme of Halloween. I mean, this is when you talk about, you know, vampires, ghosts, and goblins. But, I mean, something a little more seriosna, right? Seriosna would be if we were to talk about straight-up demons. Beast, creatures, beings coming from hell to wreak havoc on the living. Now, um... Minor forms of a demon might be uh, something like a uh, that movie. If you've ever seen, what is it, The Leprechaun, something like that, you know, coming in the form of this peaceful creation deity or whatever that was uh, granting people wishes. But if you've noticed, every time he would grant a wish, it would turn bad, you know, and he was searching for his gold and all these things. Or the movie like The Wishmaster, where they had um, a demon come in and possess the guy, where he took the human form of a man and then he would go around granting these wishes that just ended up being horribly wrong. Like they had one guy who was in a jail or something like that, and he had had a wish. He said uh, he wished his lawyer could just go and do something to himself, right? So this genie or whatever went on and granted the guy's wish. But if you know anything about genies, I mean, every genie isn't like Aladdin in the films. You know, they're not all coming with popcorn and, 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 and lollipops. You know, it's... It's an evil, evil uh, situation, an evil origin. You know, you rub a lamp and a genie comes out and has been locked in there for ten thousands of years, and it's got all these magical powers or supernatural powers and things like that. I mean, anybody possessing that kind of power probably needs to stay in the bottle if they are in the bottle or under the rock that they were in or in the hole that they climbed out of. But whenever you're reading this mythology or folklore about demons and different things, it can cause you know, different interests from different groups. Some people are afraid of the supernatural, afraid of what they don't understand, and other people, you know, they they welcome it. You know, some people welcome it too much because then you get into the occultism and the, the Satanism and people start killing and sacrificing in the name of their deity or their belief. But, yeah, we're jumping right in. I mean, because this is demonic, this is dark this is you know it's about the occult whatever comes into the conversation as we start to talk about demons i'm not a demon uh 
follower or nothing. I am a Christian. I'll go ahead and put that out there. So if anybody gets any uh, twisted, perverted perversions of what I'm saying, I mean, that's your own opinion. But I'm letting you know, I believe in I believe in God, you know, I believe in, you know, the, the holy sanctity and things that we don't need to do to other people. We don't need to kill. We don't need to steal. We don't need to do these mean things. Treat others as you wish to be treated. But who doesn't enjoy a good scary tale or a good, you know, look into the demonic underworld that could very well exist right here on land? It's just we can't see it. Some people are in tune with these things as they report. Anybody that's on TV talking about their clairvoyant and things like that, a psychic, I don't believe them. They're not for real because real psychics, real clairvoyants, they're not out there for money. They understand that their ability or whatever they're dealing with is not something to be monetized because all gifts can be easily be taken just as quick as bestowed, right? Takshto, we are going to go a little bit more into the horror film realm. Uh, I'll talk about things like stigmata, I'll talk about things like, uh, what's another good movie? I'm just shooting from the hip here like I do normally. Stigmata shoot. We'll just start there so I don't name too many movies and forget to talk about them. Stigmata was a movie where a girl had got possessed, right? She was, she was possessed by a spirit, a demon. And it turned her eyes and it had her writing all this, this uh, hieroglyphics or something. That's all I can equate it to. This ancient writing. She was writing it on the wall. Her eyes were colored and all this stuff. But see, the stigmata is supposed to be associated with something like Christianity, like someone who has a strong faith, and then they're afflicted with the stigmata. You're going through the, you know, the thorns on the head and the the, the, the nails through the wrist, all these types of things like that. But this film, of course, it glorified the demonic paranormal aspect of the situation because this girl was a non-believer. She didn't believe in any faith. She was just a party girl, regular girl. No reason for her to be anointed or come into contact with supernatural force or deity or being or phenomenon. She just pressed the went in <laughs> I don't know why I'm 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 mixing my Russian with my English but it's just happened. I'm not complaining. I'm actually enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it. But yeah, she just went and uh received a charm, you know, an heirloom or something from somebody and the person that was holding it before her was a preacher or a monk somewhere in some monastery that had died. And in this location when the man died, the freaking statues and stuff started crying blood. You know, blood was just dripping and people were going up and saying, this is holy blood and it's a spiritual miracle and things like that. But on the other side of the world in America, it didn't end up being that for the girl because she was being afflicted with these things and being tormented by the stigmata or whatever. Uh, you know, she'd be suspended in the air and speaking with a deep voice and you know, it was supposed to be this this monk, like his spirit or something like that. It was It was very twisted it was very twisted it wasn't like it was all the way left it wasn't like it was all the way right it was just kind of in the middle enough to keep your suspense because anybody that has any paranormal experience or something like that if it's not demonic nobody really wants to hear about it you just say oh well i was saved by the light or i was dying and then i saw three angels walking to me and they brought me into the um you know back to the world maybe that happened maybe it didn't happen who knows but when you talk about something like oh what's that movie what's that movie with that house there's a house, Amity, Amityville, Amityville. Oh yeah, perfect example, perfect example, crossing over, Amityville. This is a house that was like a haunted house. Well, haunted house, possessed house. 
So the house was evil. The entire house was evil. Everybody that lived in this house became influenced by the evil in the house. It would possess them, have them doing different things, strange behaviors. This is when you go to bed and you wake up and your freaking kitchen is flipped, up, flipped upside down like in Poltergeist or different situations. But Amityville is actually supposed to be a real house. This is supposed to be a real address. This is supposed to be a real landmark uh, that people can go and research because they have these people out there. I don't know what they call them, but they're paranormal scientists that go out and seek and explore these interesting phenomenon that we have out there in the world or that gets reported and they go you got the people you've seen the shows where they'll you know go and chase ghosts and things and they'll put those little um geiger counters or whatever kind of electric devices they have in there to measure paranormal activity or differences in the balance of electricity in the house and they try to equate that to some supernatural force or something like that so there's a lot of things associated with it so we're going all over the place just like the coffee's going all over the place but we're enjoying it like i said there's a lot of topics here um going up going down and somehow we got to figure out how we're going to tie in the politicians to all that i may just end up telling you how my process went when i went to vote because i voted probably 30 minutes ago so I'm fresh out of the voting booth, so that was a very interesting process. I will tell you about that as well, and then we'll connect. Maybe we'll just go ahead and switch over, talk about that, because I don't even know how long I've been talking about the demons and demonic ideology so far. So let's just go ahead and um, take another sip, switch over, come back, and I'll tell you about how the voting went. So as per usual, as it always occurs, uh, when I first arrived to the park, there was barely anybody here. I parked in a spot that I felt was pretty much vacant, nobody around. And now like six or seven people have parked next to me, which is not strange. I should just say I expect it at this point. But let's get to the matter at hand. So I decided to go on out there today, do the little voting, because I just did not want to get caught in that long line that's going to be coming on November the 3rd. That's election day, the official day that they have the voting. I'm not trying to be out there 6.30 in the morning and out there with all the people rioting and protesting and trying to force people to vote this way or vote that way. I didn't want to get caught up in all that rigmarole, so I chose to go today, which is Saturday. They were open till 3 o'clock. I believe they opened at 8. I went to a local location here in my town, Greenville. I went over there. Walked up to the thing and they had a couple people out there, but it wasn't too many. People were just sitting passively waiting for people to go by. More so if people wanted to ask for information, then they would be providing people with information. So I went over there and then they had, on the left, they had a Democratic side and on the right, they had a Republican side so that you could get uh, propaganda from either party. So you walk up, you get your little paperwork, you go inside. Now, as you walk in... It's pretty clean. They keep the place all pristine and stuff because right now, you know, we got the COVID and everything going on. So, I mean, you're dealing with people, people coming in, people coming out. Nobody wants to get sick. Of course, I had a mask on. Some people had gloves. So when I walked up to the, uh, the entrance of the voting area, there was a lady who met me. She had a mask on. She told me to sanitize my hands first. So I had to sanitize my hands. So it was strange because... You know, you touch the sanitation bottle, you know, where everybody's been touching, but then you sanitize, you don't touch it again. So I guess it works out. Then she gave me a pen and a plastic wrapper. She handed me the pen, well, and then pushed the pen out of the wrapper. So she didn't touch the pen. She opened the packet, pushed it out. I grabbed the pen. I'm the only person touching the pen. Then she hands me a ballot, uh, not a ballot, but like a registration form. I don't know. I'd already registered to vote, but she handed me some type of paperwork. And I had to go to 
four windows before I could actually vote. So I went to the first window and the lady entered my information in. They asked which side of the river I lived on. And then she passed me over there to the next lady. The next lady gave me the voting ballot, the actual voting ballot. And then the next lady told me how to use it. And then the next lady, I don't even know what she said. They were just talking. I was up there cracking jokes with them because I was like, yeah, good to be getting in here today, you know, versus going in there on the third because it's just going to be too crazy. So she gave me the stuff, went over there, looked at the ballot, and the type of people they had on there or the type of offices that they had on there, they had areas for federal offices. You had about five different candidates you could have picked there. They had office positions, I guess, for the U.S. Senate. I guess they had stuff for the U.S. House of Representatives. They had District 1, 3 on the board. Then they had state offices for my state, North Carolina. They had NC Governor, NC Lieutenant Governor. They had a NC Attorney General, an NC Auditor, NC Commissioner of Agriculture. Now, I know a lot of you out there, this may be going way over your head unless you're studying politics or something in, in English. But I figure I'll share the information because even though you may not be studying it now or acquainted with this information now, sooner or later you will encounter it, especially if you do decide to move to the States or spend any time in an American uh, situation, Americanized country, colony, or whatever you want to call it, uh, outside of the States. Because, I mean, we're everywhere. We have military bases everywhere. So... You know, if you're ever in one of those situations, you may come into contact with some of this information. They also had other offices for NC Secretary of State, NC Superintendent of Public Instruction, NC Treasurer, NC Supreme Court Chief Justice Seat 1. You had two people there. You had a Cherry Beasley and a Paul Newby. One's a Democrat, the other's a Republican. They made, made it a point to identify which people were Republicans, which people were Libertarians, which people were green, which people were constitution. These are all different parties in the political agenda because it is an agenda. So I guess you don't really have to fill out a job application when you want one of these jobs. You just get voted in. You know how most people, we go out here and if you want a job, you got to complete an application. You got to prove that you're worthy of it. You got to talk about your work experience. I guess when you want to be president of the United States, all you got to do is just get a vote. You get voted in. You don't fill out any paperwork. You don't have to do anything special. So, I mean, I could have wrote my name down. They actually had a blank spot. You could write anybody's name down. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, they got a couple other spots where only one person from one party was in the election in that for that particular seat. So I guess those persons, those people or persons will all obviously get the, get the vote, right? Because there's nobody in contention. So... I had a little fun with mine, you know, of course, I had the people, you know, from the Republican Party trying to say, hey, vote for these people. I had people from the Democratic Party say, hey, vote for these people, but I'm going to vote for who I want to vote. You know, I'm going to do what I do. Um, yeah, I appreciate your opinion. It's not needed. I'm going to do what I do. So went through that, completed that, left, sanitized the hands again. Well, before I did that, they had the voting ballot machine. It was interesting because you take your completed like Scantron sheet that you used to do when you did the SATs in high school. You take it and you slide it in a little port and then it whoop, sucks it in and says, thank you for your vote. And that's it. It's pretty clean process. I mean, nothing dirty about it. I know a lot of people have been concerned about some of the uh, violence or something that may occur at some of the booths. And that's probably going to occur on the third if it does occur, where they have a lot of intimidation and stuff trying to force people to vote one way or the other. That's what they're anticipating. I know Walmart was talking about removing the guns from stores and they said we're bringing the guns back. Hey, 
you don't have to sell any guns. People already got guns. I mean, there's probably more guns in America than there are Americans. So that's not even an issue. We, we, we have guns. We have bullets. That's what we do. Now, when it comes to grenades or specialized guns, yeah, it's a different story. But everybody's got two or three guns, you know. It's just, it's just par for the course. You don't have a gun, what are you doing? You know, you're an American. You can have a gun, right to bear arms, have a shotgun, 12-gauge at the door, 44 on you, you know, on your person, in your car, whatever. You just need it because, I mean, crime's a little different over here. And then over here, I mean, you, you have the right to uh, defend yourself. So, I mean, somebody rolls up, you got your 40 cal on you, 9mm, 22 I wouldn't recommend carrying a 22 because a 22 isn't going to do anything but knock a squirrel out of a tree. But if you got a 40 cal on you, something like that, it's got enough backing power to, or stopping power to make somebody rethink their situation. I mean, it could, uh, it could stop a situation, put a halt to it. But sometimes, I mean, nine millimeter bullets, depending on where you hit people, I mean, it's just not going to do that much damage. 22 is going to do less damage. But either a 50 mag or a um, 357, something like that with some power. I mean, you got to, you got to. Because a lot of times you can just shoot it and that'll just the sound will scare people to snap them out of their haze if they're thinking about trying to rob you or something like that. I know it's all over the place, but hey, that's what we do. But that was my experience with voting. So now how do we connect them together? How do we connect demons and politicians? Well, let's take another sip and find out. So connecting the dots. How do we connect the dots with politicians and demons? Well, in some countries, um, as you know, the economic system is just way below the average. It's just not where it needs to be. And that's because you have these overbearing people that are just putting the people's money into their pockets. They're not giving anything back to the country. They have leaders and dictatorships that just run people into the ground, their economy into the ground. There's just no chance of recovery. I was reading about something over there on the other side of the world, not going to identify the location, but if anybody's picked up a newspaper or read anything about the world, they'll know there's one or two places that have just really had their stuff kicked at them more than other people. See, I caught myself there. I didn't say it. They had the stuff kicked. I didn't say the word you thought I was going to say that I probably could have said. Maybe I'll say that in one of those podcasts that I send out to the people that subscribe to the site. You know. But anyway... They, this guy ruled the country, their little situation, for about, what was it, 30 years? I mean, just because they don't even have the elections like we have in other places of the world. People don't have the right to vote. Somebody go in there, sitting there for 30 years, and just run the country in the ground. The guy comes out, country's in the ruins. I mean, there's dirt everywhere. There's no kinds of economy. There's no kind of money. There's no kind of benefits. Health is just trash. You know, people just got all types of diseases. There's no treatment. There's nobody out there following it. People are eating rats for dinner, raccoons, whatever they could find. It's just garbage. The whole economy has just been run into the ground. But what I say is um, politicians, you know, can be both good and evil, demons or angels. Um, because if someone comes and they save you from a negative situation, people consider them an angel. But if they just torment your life, make rules, policies, laws, things like that, that just torment you, destroy what you've tried to build or what you're trying to build with your family, then you could consider them as a demon. So how do you get them out of power? How do you get them out of office? Well, a lot of people try a lot of different things. Sometimes there's things like, you know, assassination. Sometimes there's things like bombs. Sometimes there's things like cold-blooded murder. People walk up and just 
blast people on the street. You've probably seen a show or two or an actual news report of a court case that didn't go right and somebody was trying to shoot their lawyer. Maybe they even killed their lawyer. You may have heard of lawyers showing up to a judge's house. I watched something interesting about that a while back. I may have shared it, may have not shared it, but it was a lady on there talking about how one of the lawyers after court, you know, not getting a good verdict, uh, went to her house and shot her husband and her son, killed her son, wounded her husband, but they were just there, you know, they were after her, but they opened the door and those are the ones that got the package. The package was delivered and then the lawyer ended up later killing himself. It was an interesting little five minute blurb I watched up there from one of the news reports, but the lawyer was, I mean, the lawyer, but the judge was up there talking about using that experience, you know, not harboring any negative energy to the lawyer that attacked her family to bring awareness and just say you shouldn't be listing judges information online. You know, somebody sits there and hands you 30 years, you don't want your address put online because somebody would probably knock at your door. I mean, you give me 30 years, I'm probably knocking at your door. You know, you give me five minutes, I'm probably knocking at your door because who are you? You know, who are you to say that somebody has to spend the rest of their life in jail. I mean, you're not God. I mean, the only person that has that type of authority, that type of presence, you know, in the world that could even think about saying something like that or making those kind of moves is somebody who is not on earth as we are in a physical body. This is definitely would be something supernatural. You know, that's why people get removed when they get removed. I'll be removed one day. I mean, it just happens. You know, there's no man or woman on this earth that can make that decision. But people try to do it, and they do it. But in the end, you got people showing up at your door when you make the wrong decision. You know, no, nah, I wasn't there in the courtroom. I don't know what happened, but those things happened. But how did that judge get in the seat? Well, somebody picked her. Who picked her? Politicians. So there is a connection. You could get deep with it. I just don't know that much about politics to go into the whole process and everything like that. But basically, um, it just ties back to what I said about voting. You know, you pick your own fate. You know, if you don't speak up, you don't stand up, you know, put your opinion out there, then you got to deal with whatever you get. You don't want soup for dinner, ask for steak. You don't ask for steak, guess what? You're getting soup. You know, open your mouth, vote. And as far as Halloween, I hope you all are going to be safe out there. Um, if you're partying, don't party too hard. If you're driving, make sure you give the keys to somebody that is not impaired. Um, whatever you're on, shrooms, acid you know, marijuana, vodka, whatever your bag is, pills, I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm just saying don't go out there and drive if you're under the influence of substances. And then don't call your old girlfriend or boyfriend if you are consuming substances, because that's what a lot of people do. They get on there and then they wake up and they got 50 texts because they done sent all these pictures on Snapchat or uploaded these lewd and crude videos that they just live to regret. But it's enough of me rambling on. I think I'm going to go visit my mother, probably take her out for some lunch or something or pick something up, bring it home because, you know, we spend most of our time in the mask. And if we do eat together, she's way on that side of the room and I'm way on this side of the room and we're just kind of like, hey, can you pass the salt? You know, just yelling across the room. But it's a good situation. But that's what you do for your mother. But I hope you all have a great weekend, a safe and happy Halloween, and I'll see you in the next one.